Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Monday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM. The Sports Animal, glad to have you along for the next hour. We can get into multiple different things. NCAA football, what is going on at Michigan? Jim Harbaugh thought he had a deal for a four-game suspension. Turns out the Committee on Infractions wasn't kosher with that so now where does this stand will he kind of will he avoid everything in 2023 because of the process taking too long turns out he said it was about a cheeseburger that ain't the case interesting stuff at michigan uh it's a huge day on the recruiting trail and at least with the way the momentum started last night is it going to be another sad day in Norman when it comes to recruiting top-tier defensive linemen? Will this, will this be the third straight cycle in which it seemed like the Sooners were going to land one of those big guys up front that everybody thinks is the difference just to come up second? Will Winery. St. Louis Lee Summit High School announcing at 3 o'clock today. It seems like Oklahoma's been in the driver's seat of this recruitment for the entire time, but maybe not now. Or is it just a bunch of smokescreen? You never know with this stuff, right? I mean, you never know. And we'll get to it, but there's a, I want to caution everyone from flying off the handle because it's still a long way from December. NFL preseason, kind of the first time we got to see everybody this weekend. What were your thoughts? What stood out? I have a question, Jared. Hmm. Is Stetson Bennett an NFL quarterback? I'm trying to gauge what you really think. I don't know. I'm not sure either. I don't uh, know. I, I'll he's tell you closer th- to retirement age than most quarterbacks. <laughs> well, I mean, he's... But all he did at Georgia was, you know, walk on and lead the dogs to two straight national titles. Of course, with the way they were loaded, he's never going to get the credit that maybe he deserves. But, man, is could he possibly – is he an NFL quarterback? Aaron Rodgers is the biggest storyline, I think, across the league this offseason. But for the Jets, the people buying Jets stock – it looks like a pretty good investment with the way that that the defensive line, man, alive. Look out. They have dudes that rush the passer. And also maybe a, a little bit of a cautionary tale for those that are in love with Bryce Young and, and Carolina being the winner of that NFC South. It may be one of those not so fast, my friends. Bryce Young can be however good he wants to be, but if he can't throw the football because he's on his back, Maybe we may be realizing there's a problem, not just the quarterback at Carolina. There's other things there, but don't overreact. U.S. Amateur starts today. Plenty of local flavor up in Colorado, Cherry Hills. So it's a 312 participants, two days of stroke play that then qualify the top 64 for the match play portion of the competition. Half the field will play Cherry Hills, which is the, the main side of this thing. The other half will play Colorado Golf Club, and that is where we find one Ryder Cowan teeing off later on this afternoon. He plays Colorado Golf Club first and then Cherry Hills tomorrow for the two rounds of stroke play. Also, some familiar names if you've been around the KECO as well uh, that are in this, um, that, have, that have played in our tournament a whole bunch of times. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then also, what in the world happened this weekend with the weather? 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That is 
888-900-9698. Give us a call, shoot us a text. We can talk about any of those things or whatever else might be on your mind. Feel free to chime right in at 225-9698. Going to be outside the listening area. Stay in touch with the show a couple of ways. Log on to kadsam.com or download the app. Paragon app is free and it's got it all. Radio, Penny News, Big Elk and Paragon TV are on there as well. We'll get that kicked off here shortly. I mean, when we come in here next Monday, Jared, it's game week. Feels like game week out there right now. The beautiful weather. The temperature is nice and cool. Uh, but and then you can find the Skinny on Sports podcast wherever podcasts drop. So if you miss, miss the show, you can go back and check that out anywhere you get podcasts. How are you today, Jared? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. What a wild, wild weekend for August of weather. It had, it had everything that you would expect out of August. Just blistering hot, maybe a little bit more humidity than normal, but then for three days straight, just the craziness yeah. of Friday was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, I didn't expect that to really be anything. Because when I looked at the weather, you know, I did my weekend weather, it was... Uh, here it is about four four thirty, and it said a thirty percent chance. I mean, I don't trust anything that's lower than fifty, so I thought, nah, not gonna happen. And then that happened. That's crazy. More limbs down in my area. I know there's some some rough stuff in in the Elk City area too. On Friday night. Yeah. So we were. I was at the golf course. Uh, the the horse race for the the couples tournament had started and was winding down. When everybody had to stop and you know rush inside, and then all of a sudden, it was like you couldn't even see out the window. The wind was blowing so hard, and the, it was just howling, and the rain. Yeah, seventy plus mile per hour wind, per hour wind. Uh, Will said, "Mother Nature did some pruning." Sam said, "I'll tell you what." I got a call from my wife because she was en route back home. And she was like, she got home. She said, what are you doing? I said, well, I mean, can't get out in this. I'll come get you whenever I can. And she said, uh, we've got a, a new feature in our pool. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> our neighbor's trampoline had flung over the over the fence into the pool. And so, like, at first you're like, yeah, you know, whatever. New but, pool toy. Well, but then here's the thing. So yesterday, no, no, Saturday, he comes over and I start looking. He had it tied down in four separate spots with those, not those little kind of skinny auger looking mm-hmm. deals. These things were like two foot tall and i don't know is big around in, in between say a golf ball and a ping pong ball i mean these things were and it just ripped, ripped them all right out of the ground two of which were still in the pool one they two of them were still hanging on wow that was incredible i mean the, the, just giant holes in his yard yeah. from where that ripped it up. i mean i can't believe that happened but it was getting it now yeah knocked our power out See, we avoided it Friday, Saturday, until last night. And then last night, mm-hmm. it uh, it got ours. Yeah, I um, saw that it uh, had um, knocked power out out here. But, um, yeah, we lost ours all the way to about 4 a.m. Saturday morning. So, fortunately, mother-in-law has a Generac generator. Which I highly recommend, which every time this happens, I say I'm going to buy one, get it installed at my house. But we just went over to her house and slept there, hung out there. So we stayed cool. That was my main concern, staying cool, because I knew it was going to be humid. Oh, then man. Then Saturday was weird. We did the media thing out at the football field, which was as hot and muggy as it can get. And I went home with the intention to mow, because that's what I was going to do Friday night. And I actually, even before the storm, said, you know what? It's 105 this is dangerous. I'm not going to do it. I'll, I'll mow on Saturday. I'll have time. Went home to do just that, and I could start to see mm-hmm. rain build up. 
And then right at high noon, 1 o'clock, something like that, it started raining. Not crazy. But when it was done, I said, okay, this is my window. So it wasn't too wet, so I jumped on the mower and I mowed the lawn. And then Saturday night came. Brought us some more storms. Not as bad as Friday night or even last night. Last night, though, I had to come in and it was my night. So I'm driving oh, in. yeah. And... I'm at home, and I'm really monitoring this thing. And I saw it says special weather statement. Yes. That, okay, I'm just going to cut something from home and drop it in. It's not severe, but I'm just going to let people know we're watching it. And when in the middle of that, I'm watching my radar, then bang, it switched to severe. Like, oh, I got to go. So I jump in the truck, start driving. It's fine when I left Canute. And then between Canute and Elk, it really hit really whipped up like white knuckle i'm grabbing on right. holding on i'm seeing and it's and when i get to the east side of elk city i could tell there's no power i can't see loves there's nothing driving down 7th street i'm dodging limbs that have already fallen and uh rivers of water in the road nothing to you know and um I get to the studio, and our man Drew had showed up. He said, well, we didn't have power in my house, so I just said, let's just go to the studio. <laughs> so that's why he was there, and he was. And we kind of double-teamed it for a little bit and until it passed on. But, yeah, it was just a mix of um, it was hot air and and uh, that cold front that came in, which is why we got this nice weather today. But that's the recipe for it. And I don't know how – it's it, it blows my mind – I thought all the limbs were blown down about three weeks ago. I know. <laughs> and uh, our neighbor lost another big limb. We lost a few limbs. And it, that that was throughout uh, where I lived and, and here in town, too, in Elk City. And I'm thinking, kind of half-heartedly joking, thinking, I thought all the limbs were down. I thought this was done with. How many? But there's, <laughs> there's more. I mean, I really thought that driving to the football field on Saturday morning. After what happened Friday night, like, oh, man, here we are again. And then coming again today, it's like, oh, gosh, they just keep on falling. There's more, yeah. <coughs> Picture on the text line is a truck, brand new truck that a trampoline hit the windshield of and just smoked it. Oh, darn. From three doors down. Dang. It was wild. And you're at, you just, it was so hot. What do they call those? Downbursts? Yeah. Uh, it was kind of, you know, people are like, oh, it's a tornado. No, it wasn't a tornado. No. But it, in, in some ways, it can be worse just because of how, how freaky it it is. I mean, it was, it was Let nuts. Let me tell you, I was, ner- I was a little nervous driving. Well, I ca- just left, like, if I left five minutes earlier, I would have got to the studio just fine. Right. Well, I know Kara was dropping Wyatt on Friday night out at Love's north of town to, to he hanging out with his grandma mm-hmm. and and it hit as she was driving back and you know how you pull it from, like if you're on hot, the highway pulling into our neighborhood mm-hmm. and there's that it's kind of that island that has a you know for in and out mm-hmm. type thing yeah and she she said she was couldn't see couldn't see it couldn't see and so ended up coming in the out <laughs> and was just hoping there was nobody coming because they couldn't have seen either. Right. You know, so you can get on the road. I mean, it was nuts. I was scared pulling into the park here. Cause like coming off of 7th Street and oh, driving yeah. through. Because my windshield wipers were going a mile a minute. Couldn't see very much in front of me. Mm-hmm. I was afraid. Because there's a lot of trees back here. We, oh, yeah. Something time, just fall. Yeah. I was afraid. That falling on me. Or B, I didn't see it. Something already in the road. So I was really taking. I was really studying the road thinking. Please don't let there be a giant limb here that I don't I run can't, right over I can't or something. Yeah. Stop in time for, but fortunately that there wasn't that either. But uh, and then driving home after the storm, man, what a lightning show yeah. I got! It was it was insane. It was insane. Now I don't know what the weather. I know I think they said there is chances of rain today, but I don't think like to that magnitude. I'm looking thirty percent chance between. I'm uh, just of showers between. Now at 11 a.m., it's about it. Yeah, so I think it kind of moves out. It doesn't warm up until Wednesday. But holy moly, tonight's low. They said it could be a record low. 
In the for, 60s, for sure? 58, the oh, forecasted low. That's a, that's a record low for mid, mid-August, I would guess. That's what old Mike Morgan said last night. Chances of record lows. But then we're back to mid-90s on Wednesday, and then 100s on Thursday. Oh. Yeah, it'd be nice if it... Uh, just kind of slowly get cooler. <coughs> I was going to say it'd be nice if this was Friday. In two weeks? Or this no, Friday? this Friday. Because this Friday I've got to be out in the elements. What, what? What's this Friday? Scrimmage at El Reno, but it's middle school and high school. Oh, you're heading that way? Yeah. To watch? Watch oh. a bunch of helmets with legs run around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the seventh boy. grade Elks. See how that goes, but it looks like it's going to be hot again by the time we we get to yeah. that portion of the week. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything stand out to you at Media Day? Uh just the um, excitement. Um, you know, the enthusiasm. There's a lot of excitement there. Great to see all the fans show up, parents, and the guys getting hooked in. I mean, it's easy. It's 10 a.m. in the morning to not really think of it as a real practice, but from what I saw, they took it seriously. Popped the pads well. Coaches were very, very enthusiastic. And there's a lot of excitement around this program. Why not? After the last two years, there should be. So I was, it got me ready to go. I'm ready for some football. And, um, you know, I'm anxious to see the, the guys. And we talked to Coach Maynard about this, but the guys who are going to fill in those roles that the seniors uh, had a big role in. Who And there's a lot of capable guys, uh, you know. Uh, Wynn being one of them, I I mean, I failed to remember how effective he was when he would come in in relief, and he was still very effective and made that offense work. Uh, the quarterback position, who's taking the snaps, what does that offense look like now um, You know, with the new quarterback and, and the role that they can do with their legs or arm or both? So that's something I think Coach was kind of – coy on kind of like yeah i don't want to reveal too much what we plan on doing right there but i'm interested to see that and then of course you know we know what we got with running back at the running back position but there's a lot of excitement now i'm, I'm excited <clears throat> how about you yeah the plays look the same they're just happening in a different way right you know even <clears throat> with taking snaps out of the shotgun which is going to be a new wrinkle that you're going to see and uh, I think just talking to the guys, a couple of the guys with Jaden or, or Cooper and the offensive linemen, I think they're excited. I think you, they're, I think they're anticipating being able to make more big plays. You know, we we saw a bunch of them, maybe on the ground. You know, the trap plays seemed to work for a pretty long gainer almost every time. Yeah. You know, or every game at least once or so. But I think they're anticipating being able to make some some bigger plays through the air, still being you know, a run first, maybe even run second type team, but also um, using that to their advantage and, and maybe stretching the field a little bit. So, you know, that's something that um, I'm excited to see how that kind of transpires as the as the season wears along, you know, and how more comfortable they get. It's, you know, it's a different offense, sort of, for the third straight year, going from Coach Meadows last year, Zach's first year with Coach Fisher calling the plays, and now Coach Josie coming in uh, to be the offensive coordinator this year. So there's just a little bit of different wrinkle maybe coming in throughout, you know, as as it goes. But, you know, when, when Coach Maynard was here the other day, it's still you know what's coming. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to be able to stop the run before anything if you're playing defense uh, against the Elks. So you get to see our first kind of see it live for the first time against somebody else. <clears throat> excuse me coming up on friday and then of course a week from friday week zero game one of the season down in Altus. but yeah it, it was i think there's anticipation i think there's excitement but and, and i think there's confidence and it to me it's not a fake it's not trying to talk yourself into where the program is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's real true confidence in what's back you know what's coming in to replace, and just where this where this program is. Uh, I think the foundation is is solid, and I think these guys really and truly believe in what they're doing and and are ready to get the season started. and And kind of each year, it just you know with with Elk City as a program, you know there, there's 
highs, but then there's lows, you know, at, throughout the years. And I think they're really trying to level that out to where we the, the program itself we stay high up here, as opposed to those big, you know, big peaks, but also giant valleys. Mm-hmm. I think that's the goal to, to iron that out and, and make it that right in the wave at the top of it instead of having to crash down to be able to build back up. And so, uh, I think that's the challenge that, and and quite frankly. I don't know that how many people around the state think it's think it it'll happen, and so that's still the well, that, that's the cool thing is still yeah. having be able to have that chip on your shoulder, even coming <clears throat> even after two straight semifinal appearances and a, and a district title for the first time in a quarter century last year. That I think there was that doubt you speak of from outside <clears throat> of the program. I think that was there last year too because of the sure. amount of seniors that were gone, and then they did what they did. So. Now they're like, okay, well, now they can't seriously. They can't keep it going. But I think the doubt. I, there's always going to be doubters, and there's always going to be those haters, and you want to say, well, they, they can't continue it. But why? Why would you say that after the last two years? I think it's pretty evident that there's something going on here that's sustainable. And you talk about the the excitement and the confidence. That's that is. It's hard to start. That, especially after what Elk City went through just a few short years ago. But once that started and you can replicate that from the seniors all the way down to the freshmen and even down to the 8th and 7th graders and they just expect to stay at that high level, I mean, that's easy, in my opinion, to sustain because if you could have that buy-in of the program. And I think that's what we're – we talked about this uh, last week. I think that's what we're seeing. We're seeing that excitement, that buy-in of the program, the – the camaraderie that was something I saw was cool when they were doing the one-on-one drills and hitting each other and then patting each other in the head and the other guys hey good job and just everyone just having each other's back I mean that's not everywhere either I mean there's it's just not there's a brotherhood there and um, um, that confidence is is through the roof I think and it's and and what's really cool is that after the way the last year ended uh, you know, Cushing just just doing what they did all year long. They did it to the Elks, and it's easy to hang your head and go, "Man, that we got beat, and we got beat bad." And I think, and good job to the coaching staff, starting with Coach Maynard and everyone else. Was it was, I, I'm just guessing here, but I think, like guys, you got it. That was a great. I mean, not a fun way to end the year, but it was a great year, and that's what we can build on, and. And you don't want and that's a game like that. You can lose that confidence. I don't think they have. I'm I'm very excited, very excited for week zero. And you know, Altus is going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a better team than what they have been in the last couple of years. Maybe not as dominant as they were when they were, you know, at their peak. But they got their coach back that had them there at that high level. Um, last time we went to Altus, it was not a fun trip, but should be fun. Anxious to see what we got. Yeah, no one. I'm really circling. <clears throat> sure, opening game. Sure, I'm really, I'm really anxious for the return trip to Canadian Texas. For me, I don't know about you. There's a lot of fun games on this schedule, sure, but that one for some reason that could because that was kind of the for me last year when they came back from that deficit, forced overtime, got the win. I thought, all right, this is a team that's going to go somewhere, and they did. Yeah, it, you know, there was a bunch of stuff before that game on what Snapchatting and there was there was it was it was crazy how quickly that be, felt like a rivalry just for the first time to play. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, just talking to some of the guys, like you know, in, in around town or whatever. Yeah, I think they're. Well, I heard that name on Saturday talking to a few of those guys. Canadian. Uh, Cana- yeah. They, what are you excited for? Canadian. <laughs> like to what's awesome. now? I mean, the question was, what's the most thing? You, what What are you most excited about for this season? And it was going to Canadian, and now just uh, because that game was fun, and I and I think you're right. It also do you think it was a pride like carrying the flag for the state? I just think that everyone knew that they were a good team and had been a really good program, mm-hmm. and to be able to to get that win and the way it happened, I think that that was really a gigantic confidence booster. You know, and I think you notice that because even what happened the next week at Carl Albert, it didn't really derail anything. You know, it was like, gosh, okay, those guys are really good. But, you know, I think they always kind of had that 
that Canadian win and the way that game went to fall back on to to kind of level themselves out throughout the season. And so, you know, and then going, I think there's always something kind of cool about going to Texas to play high school football, right? I mean, there's been movies made about that. Yeah, I just, <laughs> you know, I just watched Friday Night Lights last week, this yeah, past weekend. Exactly. And so there's always something about that. Uh, and that stadium is super cool. If you've never been there, yeah, that stadium is cool. It's it's just a it's a cool venue. Uh, so yeah, I, but I think you're right that that's one. And I don't know who made these, who who put these in order or whatever. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the only game that somebody is hosting Carl Albert for uh, homecoming is us. Ouchies. Well. Maybe not. I'm the, sure there's some reasoning behind that, but Oh, it just goes in order. I know when you know, it just so happened that that was the that was the game that was slated for that, but yeesh. Without looking it up, I can't remember the other home games. There's Weatherford, Bridge Creek. there's Bridge Creek, and the non district. Woodward. Woodward Cash. Any of those? I, maybe that any was, of those maybe, would have been better. Yeah, but maybe that <laughs> it just the way, it, but, it fell around the the date, right? <clears throat> that's right. And there, there's always a you know there's always like mass band senior night the yeah the the little kids that play flag football you know it means it, yeah. there's a there's a template to it. It just so happened that that game fell where it fell in the order. I mean, would and we're not ripping Hunt or anybody who came up with this plan, but. Bridge Creek would have been more the ideal because it's uh, rodeo weekend and everyone's going to be around home anyway. Well, you probably—that's probably another thing that keeps you from doing it—is the rodeo. Yeah, you know. Hey, listen, it doesn't matter. Whatever. It's it, it's it's still the football game happens and we'll see what happens. I'll week. be but quite honest, honest with you. I forgot last year that the Canadian game was the homecoming game until I got to the stadium. Oh, it's homecoming. I was so focused in on the game. You know what I mean? No, but that's what actually made that game so fun too. Is it was homecoming. <clears throat> Imagine the homecoming dance is pretty fun after that win. Oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> um, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh oh, or not take a break. Yeah, there we go. Now we can. <laughs> it's odd when that happens. Anyway, when we come back, U.S. Amateur has teed off. I was about to bring something to the air, and I'm glad I didn't because the scoring has been corrected for one of the OU guys. Very first hole, originally it had Drew Goodman with a hole-in-one on the par four first. Whoa. It's not the case. We'll be back. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown! Big outs! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, handoff to win. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneers. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Don't forget, Western Oklahoma Realty College, pick them. Sign up. You've still got a few weeks before that thing starts. September the 1st is the date. Or 2nd should be the second unless there's a friday night game that we're picking mm, i could look uh but anyhow uh, we've got it posted on our skinny on sports facebook page there's a link right to our group west Oklahoma realty college pick 2023 is the name of the group uh, so if you find that link you can click it and get signed up awesome prizes this year uh with an 800 dollar prize pool 400 for first 200 for second 100 for third 
And then if you're just terrible at this game, you still have a chance to win 100 bucks too because we're going to give $100 to the last place finisher that picks all the games. So you can't just sign up, don't pick, and expect to get $100. It appears going to happen. all the games in the first week are on Saturday the 2nd. The 2nd, okay. Yeah, it just has the event dates on the deal, say 9-1 to 12-3. Yeah. So it's all season long, picks contest, it's against the spread. So you pick from Labor Day weekend to conference championship Saturday. And at that point, whoever is out on top, second and third and dead last, will win. And we appreciate Tyler, Robbie, all the gang down at Western Oklahoma Realty. People before property is their motto. Give them a call at 225-6271. Uh, U.S. Amateur starts today, Jared, and there is some local flavor, some uh, OU guys uh, that are either already have played for Oklahoma or, you know, like Ryder, Ryder Cowan is there as well. We had him on the show the other day, a week, a week or so ago. Or two weeks now, I guess. But uh, Ryder doesn't tee off until this afternoon at 147. I assume that's mountain time. Yep, it is. So it would be, uh, what, 247 our time. He's playing at Colorado Golf Club. Cherry Hills is the actual host. Uh, but there's 312 guys. You've got 36 holes of stroke play to whittle the field down to 64-team match play bracket. And from there... Uh, the match play takes over. Uh, I think I think there's five guys that are either are or will be Sooners in the in the group uh, there at Cherry Hills, and also a name that's familiar around here. If anybody plays the KECO tournament, Bobby Massa. He's the one that hits it forever long, and really hit the. He, is he the why? Is he the reason why we we moved the uh, tee box back? Part of it, and he, and he literally he hit the shot of the tournament this year. That the one that on number sixteen when he drove the green, flew it on the green, and then his team made the putt for eagle, and that kind of was the difference. And he thought he overhit it. <clears throat> yeah, get down. <laughs> he hit it. He hit his tee shot and yelled, "Get down!" on a par four, and said it flew it right in the middle of the green. And they made it about a thirty footer. Awesome. Uh, so he is actually on the golf course. He's three over. Just made a double bogey on number three. Uh, Drew Goodman. Uh, one of the OU guys from Norman, he is even par through a couple holes. Like I said, Ryder didn't tee off till way later in the afternoon. So something to watch for, see how many of these guys that, with local ties can get through into the match play bracket. I mean, one out of every five guys is, is going to make it with, with 312 starting, and you've got you know 64 that make it through. It's, a, it's basically one out of every five. So uh, it'll be fun to watch uh, up there at yeah. Cherry Hills, one of the one of the premier, well, the premier amateur golf event in the country. NFL preseason, uh, anything stick out to you here as all the teams have now played a preseason game? Is there anything that caught your eye over the weekend uh, with the way that that went it, down? It's so hard to gauge anything after week one of a preseason. Um, I am I'm intrigued by. And we'll talk about one of them, but the quarterbacks, uh, the ones that we thought would be good are uh, the ones we didn't really know about are more impressive than what we thought. And I think that actually, I think that has something to do with it when people are talking about the other guy and like, well, we don't expect much out of this guy. He was good in college, but he can't re really be good in the NFL. Like, well, no pressure on me. They don't expect anything out of me. They He plays good. I'm talking about uh, uh, Stetson Bennett, obviously. I'm loving the quarterback battle in Tampa Bay. It's very intriguing to me, obviously because of Baker Mayfield and his Oklahoma ties. But he just comes in, has a nice drive, caps it off with the touchdown, helped out by a great grab, but still very poised and calm. And for uh, playing behind an offensive line, that subject, it looked pretty good to me, and he had all the right answers too in postgame. I'm intrigued about that. doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things of the NFL and who's going to win the Super Bowl or anything, but – it's just – I just find that stuff fascinating. Uh, but, again, I mean, people will overreact about things. People will, like myself, try not to react. And that's what I'm trying not to do. It's week one. It's preseason. I'm not going crazy. But I think the storylines are starting to write themselves as we move along and we get closer to kickoff in week one. Yeah, it's hard not to jump off the cliff when you watch that Cowboys offense to start. And the change with McCarthy calling the plays and just how lackluster and almost lifeless it seemed. 
you know, and then all of a sudden Deuce Vaughn makes a couple of cool runs, and you're like, all right, now never mind. Well, well I mean, it'll it'll look and, better and when again, the real guys get out there. And I kept telling myself, <clears throat> it's it's preseason. You know, I mean, that's why I'm not over. I'm not saying you're overreacting. I'm just saying. That's why I wasn't. I had it on in the background. I'm like, okay, the Cowboys are on. I'll turn on. I got to get back to cleaning the garage here, but I wasn't going crazy. But it was fun to see Deuce Vaughn do his stuff and Cowboys try to make a push there at the end. But when I mean, you got the stars wearing their jerseys and, and no pads and street clothes, it's it. You know, I want to see more. Now I was surprised with some players that did play in other games. Uh, didn't Mahomes take a few snaps? Yeah, Mahomes um, he, was out he there. He played. Um. Wilson played in Denver. You know, I think that's good, you know, especially for Wilson. He needs all the snaps he can get, especially with a new coach. I think that's important, too, to, to get both on the same page. So there was some some intrigue there. But um, yeah, the Dallas thing, I don't know. I mean, let's see moving forward what we got. But it does make you worry a little bit with McCarthy. Yeah, it's just the unknown. Uh, and yeah. It really is. It's it's easy to form opinions off of what you saw based on what you thought. Yeah, you know, you can let those things get cemented in your mind. Cemented in your mind when come on, it's 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 preseason and it's hard to judge because you, it's just hard to tell who out there is really an NFL player and who's not with the different lineups. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Once you get to and, and it's so much different now because the games have been slashed down too. And so now that, that formula that was always there isn't there as much anymore because there's not as many times that you get to see your team play these games. And I get why. Obviously, the the injury part of this and, and forcing these guys to play extra preseason games that maybe they don't need to goes into it. But at the end of the day... I think if you were if you believe something or you think something about a team or a player and that team or player reinforce that idea this weekend, you'll take a whole bunch of stock into the preseason. If it went the other way, you're liable to go, eh, it's just preseason. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you could you could go one way or the yeah. other. I mean if if you really thought that McCarthy's gonna be a disaster calling the plays in Dallas and then you watch the first part of that game, you went, told you so. Look at this. This is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm waiting for the the ESPN alert that uh, Smith going crazy. What's his name? What are you talking he about? He hates Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. I'll call him J.A. Smith. I don't know why I got that mixed up. Yeah, Stephen A. He will go crazy today. He will go crazy. On first take, and we're going to get the messages on our phone. But it's just the overreaction of it. But like last year's a great example. I thought um, the punt returner, kick returner for Dallas was going to be a superstar. Cavante Turpin. Turpin, yeah. You know, people over and I and I overreacted to that. Like, give me the jersey. I'm ready to go. This is this is going to be the next superstar. He's going to be a Deion Sanders type electric returner and. Eh, I don't think I can't remember anything in the regular season that he did. I mean, he had some nice returns, but nothing like he did in the preseason. And at the same time, though, some of this stuff is real because some of this stuff you, you'll go back and go, well, "Golly, we should, we saw it coming in, in preseason." It's just hard to sift through all of it to figure out what exactly it is. Is and one of those things to me is Stetson Bennett. 17 of 29, threw for 191 yards and a touchdown against the Chargers uh, for the Rams. Is he Is he an NFL quarterback? So hard to say after one one game. But he look but it goes back to what I said, no one was looking at him this weekend. They were looking at the top guys that were taken. So I it's, but he looked good. He looked really good. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to fly off the handle, you could say, oh, Stetson Bennett is better than any of those guys taken in the first round with Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. I don't know that anybody wants to fly off that handle just yet. But So why? Is there any specific reason outside of, 
Well, he was a walk-on at Georgia. For for people not to think that he can play in the NFL. I think people thought anybody with the ability to play quarterback, you know, a D1 ability to play quarterback, could have gone to Georgia and had that success because of all the pieces around him. So I think that's why there's a bunch of doubt to why he could not be a NFL quarterback. That's what I think. I think people thought if you could take the start, you can get a walk-on to go into Georgia with all those talented pieces with awesome team and win it. I mean, you could take the quarterback one from Vanderbilt and plug him in there. You could take the quarterback one from I – mean, give me a mid-whatever team, Boise State, whatever, and then go in there and have that success too. So, yeah, he's probably used to having that doubt. He's probably heard that his entire college career there. Like, yeah, you're a good quarterback, but you're on Georgia. You play for Georgia, right? I, I, I'll admit I've had those doubts about some Alabama quarterbacks. I thought, yeah, you're a great quarterback or a good quarterback for a great team. Yeah, I don't mind that the first year. But last year, it was just, I think it's just one of those things that I think you're exactly right. Just like, oh my gosh, anybody could win with that team. Well, when you look at, go back to watch that Ohio State game. Yeah, when everything was going against them, and watch him lead that team back. Yeah, and then there's the demolition of TCU. It gets underrated, I think, just because of how bad it got. I'm not so sure that he can't play, and I think he's in the perfect spot with Sean McVay, and. I just I think he's better than what anybody thought. I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but I think he's a guy that's definitely hanging around and holding the clipboard, if not going to get a chance to to prove that he's a starter in the league. And he might just be able to do it. Um, I, I think he's more naturally talented than anybody wants to give him credit for right now because of, like you said, the team that he was on. I'll tell you this. One thing that it's going to be one of these two things that you can take out of the other day. Either the Jets pass rush is the most ferocious thing on earth or Carolina is going to get Bryce Young killed with that terrible <laughs> offensive line. One of those two things is going to be true, if not both. It could be a little bit of both. It could be a little bit of both. Now, that Jets defense is going to be really good. It was you good think, last year. You think about the secondary for the Jets, which is solid. And maybe they were really, they looked really good because there was a lot of forced passes and rush passes by the defensive line. I mean, those, that's, that's exactly – I mean, I'm not taking anything away from, from the secondary for the Jets. Uh, the, again, I, th- I think they're really good. But uh, it's a perfect – combination you get a quarterback scrambling for his life making wild throws that makes a cornerback and safety's job a lot easier so yeah it i mean the talk will be aaron Rodgers, but the jets defense might be really good it was good last year it was one of the better ones and you just see what they those guys i mean man they were back there and in in its depth too, it's not just like they had their starters out there. It was other guys that are going to come in. You know, the Will McDonalds from Iowa State, Jermaine Johnson, Florida State, you go with Quentin Williams. Up, I mean that that defense, that defensive front, and being able to get to the quarterback in a division that if you don't, you're going to get lit by Buffalo and Miami and the way that they can play offense. You know that. that all, you're right. The, the talk is Rodgers. The talk is going to be that offense and how they can, you know, get better from last year. But that defense might end up being the real story by the time the Jets season is all said and done. We'll we'll start thinking about division winners and playoff and a couple. I mean, we're still quite a ways from that. Yeah, want to see and trying it, not to overreact. Well, yeah, and here but, and here's the truth. You you look at these scores, 
do you think that the Raiders are four touchdowns better than the 49ers? Of course not. But there are those people who are overreacting about Lance. Listen. Already calling him a bus. We got it right here on the text line. Well, tra- I don't disagree with that. <laughs> what has he shown you that to, to say he's not? Yeah. What about uh, Green Bay on Friday night? I got to watch some of that before the power went out. Jordan Love looked okay. I mean, 7 out of 10, had a touchdown. I mean, yeah. he's the guy. And everyone's ready to write off Green Bay now that Aaron Rodgers is gone and and how that division's got a little better. I'm not I, – I don't know. I mean, am, am I maybe not ready to write him off just yet? Yeah. I mean, you got Trey Lance, for example, for, on one side as the next guy in San Francisco. The next guy in Green Bay is finally going to get the snaps, finally going to get the spotlight, and that's Jordan Love. And I thought he looked okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. That's, I mean, that's the approach this preseason. Yeah, we'll we, see. We will see. I mean, you'll get to see more. You know, obviously the buzz around the Bears is off the charts with Justin Fields making two throws that win a combined, I don't know, eight yards in the air that led to a 70-something yard touchdown and a 60. But But here's the deal. Last year, what was the knock on the Bears? Get him some help. Get him some playmakers. Well, DJ Moore catches one pass for 62-yard touchdown. Khalil Herbert catches one for a 56-yard touchdown. And then it's like, okay, here we go. I think that division is interesting because everyone always sleeps on or forgets about Minnesota because, you know, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback. And all they do is just be one of the more consistent teams year in, year out in the NFL. But everybody's always wanting to put somebody else – there and now that Rodgers is gone, that gets even more apparent with the you know the the Lions, the Bears, and then like you said, maybe the Packers aren't going anywhere. But you know, then you just got the Vikings up there just kind of doing what they always do. The Bears look fun though. I will say that Fields is fun. He was my favorite of those that came out in that draft. And if he can figure out, we we know he can run, obviously. But if, if you know Moore and Herbert or whoever else on the outside can start to make some plays for him in the passing game, and he can really show off that he can be that guy in the pocket too, yeah, you got something. And then it starts to get a lot of fun with the monsters of the midway from there. Topics that we could talk about in the future, outside of Aaron Rodgers, veteran quarterbacks at new homes. Who do you think will be good and who won't? Yeah, I've I got, got a one. couple in mind. I do too. Um, well, really, just one topic that's really coming to my mind. That one. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that's. I mean, we always talk about the rookie quarterbacks. What about the guys wearing new helmets? That you have know, proven. Who, who, that have actually proven something in the league. Yeah. There's there's a there's some of those out there that uh, there's one in particular I like. We could probably talk about that later. I bet you it's Derek Carr in, yep. <laughs> in New Orleans. <laughs> and the Raven streak continues. Is that like 24 straight? Something like that in preseason wins. Yes. Incredible. All right, we'll be back to wrap it up here in the Skinny Gun Sports. It's almost here. In motion is Patton. It's going to be that trap play to Garbarino up the middle. That's a 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Big Elks! Cooper Garbarino, 77 yards. We're closing in on the start of Big Elk football, which means Big Elk TV will be on the air before you know it. Wynn and Garza are the running backs. Jones under center. Austin, snap, turn, handoff to Wynn. Jaden piles toward. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. You'll be able to watch and see if Coach Maynard's brown and white clad Elks can continue their winning ways. Snap back, play action, lobs it toward the end zone. He's got a man. It's a touchdown for the Big Elks. Tucker Garza. To get your business on the Big Elk TV screen, call 225-9696 or stop by our office at 220 South Pioneer. The Skinny on Sports. All right, welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Wrapping it up here on a Monday with recruiting. Three o'clock this afternoon, the number one player in what, uh, I think it's on threes or 247's list, Williams Winery, defensive line, Missouri, um, Lee Summit High School. 
will be making his choice. It appears that it's down to Oklahoma and Mizzou for his services, or at least for his commitment right now. It's been pretty wild back and forth over the weekend. You've got people on both sides that trust their information. And when I say people, I mean the guys that actually do this right. for a living and, and kind of have a little bit of skin in the game as far as their their reputations, I guess you could say, or their, you know for, for being able to be correct. I think a bunch of Oklahoma fans are, one, have PTSD on a lot of this stuff from Gabe Dindy. David Hicks and now could it be a third year in a row with Will Winery when it seemed like Oklahoma was in great shape early on or really throughout the entire process until the very end I just here, here's my deal one I, I I can't believe I mean unless his family absolutely absolutely want him to stay close to home which I know he said that proximity is a factor to a certain extent. Even if he even if he puts on that Missouri hat today, I won't believe he's really going to Missouri until the ink is dry on yeah. his signature in December. Because here's the problem for Mizzou. They still have to play. They still have to play football. And they still have to play football in the SEC against that schedule that they that they've got whereas Oklahoma still has to play football but they get to play football against maybe the easiest schedule in the history of the program I think that's a huge advantage for Oklahoma even if it doesn't if if today doesn't go their way I just have a hard time believing the number one player in the nation's choosing Missouri with where the that program is right now. Right. Um, you know, then there's always going to be the speculation of, well, Missouri is, they found a, a better NIL deal or, or whatever. But I'm with you. I mean, you, you, today's announcement doesn't mean it's set in stone. For anybody. Anybody, yeah. And that's a cautionary tale because OU's done really well on the recruiting tra- trail. Doesn't mean they're going to be there in December. Right, a lot can change. What if the season is a disaster for OU? Oh yeah. Well, if it is, then so this is mood anyway. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it'd be real interesting to see. But on the other side, like I just said, if if he picks OU, does doesn't mean he still can be here. But there is a lot of smoke to um, uh, parents, specifically mom, wants them closer to home. But um, yeah, that's the. But for, I, that what OU has working for him is, hey mom, no worries, we're in the SEC too. Yeah, it, it I, just seemed I, like Oklahoma's been the favorite throughout this thing. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, you know what has changed, or is it just a bunch of smoke, and nothing's really changed? It's just it, maybe pe- that's the point. All this maybe there's been. Maybe he's like, hey, go tell him I'm going to Missouri. I want the people to start talking about me. I want people to really tune in at 3 o'clock today to see what happens. Two things to be looking for throughout the day, if you're really interested in this. One, if either Steve Wiltfong or Parker Thune changes their crystal ball prediction from right now moving forward. Because both of those guys have done that. And this is kind of a battle. You know, this, these two were these two were on different sides of the Peyton Bowen craziness at the end last year, and Parker turned out to be right. That is true. So, this could be one of those like the the could this be sort of the passing of the torch? Who gets it right? Who gets it right? Who gets it wrong? I mean, a lot of time. I mean, I, th- I think people think, and and rightfully so, if you look at his um, percentage, 
know, one thing I'd scare that when when Wilk Fong changes, a lot of times that's not good. That's that's good news for whoever he changed to, which was last night Missouri. There's a little bit more flip flopping around on that on that side of it than there is on the other. But it's a, it's a huge day, honestly, because this is the type of dude that Oklahoma has to be able to reel in if you're going to compete in the SEC. It just is. And you've got this. You've got David Stone coming up in a couple of weeks. That's from Oklahoma. Plays at IMG. Now, these are guys that Oklahoma has to be able to close on. And if they don't, the Todd Bates and maybe even spills over to Brent Venables a little bit, hate will continue. Can't close, can't close, can't close. Three years in a row, you can't close on these guys that it's imperative to close on if you want to have success in that league because everybody else has them. That's the defensive line, you know, anybody can watch. And it doesn't have to be Vince Lombardi to tell that Oklahoma needs to improve specifically on the line of scrimmage and even more specifically on the defensive side of the line of scrimmage. So we'll be able to talk about it tomorrow. And uh, you have a lean. Do you, what do you think happens today? Well, after um – Reaching out to, I'll call him my Sooner recruiter guy, kind of like Jim has a Thunder guy. Yeah. I asked him if you – because he was blowing up my phone yesterday with, with all this swap news and, and everything. I asked him, have you, have you heard anything – and this was like 10 minutes ago. Have you heard anything new? He said, nope. Supposedly he hasn't told OU coaches that he's picking Missouri. Williams and OU coaches actually talked last night according to some. And again, take this with a grain of salt. It's a he said who told this guy who told this guy. So it's just all word of mouth. Uh, but I didn't see a tweet about this, so I don't know where he's heard this. But he said Parker Thune says he's sticking with his pick to OU and says nothing has changed with his sources. So and you know this guy has been right a lot. This guy that's been giving me this information, and um, so I'm going to stick with that. I, I think. It's a lot of smoke. I think it's to get a lot of attention, to get a lot of people to click and view this thing at 3 o'clock. I think it is going to be streamed from what I saw. Uh, I feel like it's going to be OU. Don't ask me if I'm 100% sure it's going to be OU. I never am on this stuff. But I see all this stuff, and I think, well, who are these sources with these sources? Who are these guys? Well, who are, you know, are they calling the guy, are they calling the recruit directly to get his pulse? Are they... Is it the water boy? I, I, where are they hearing this stuff? It's um, amazing to me, though. But they, but but the guys like Wilt Fong and Thune, they they get it right a lot. So you kind of, you know. And then there's, you know, it goes all the way up to the higher level, like with Schefter and, uh, uh, you know, Woj. But they get it right too a lot. But that's at a different level. Well, and you got they're talking to agents and stuff. Well, truth well, is, you might a, have agents here that's too. That's true too. The agent might be mom with the NIL with the <laughs> NIL stuff. I bet he picks Missouri today and signs with Oklahoma in December. All right, I was hoping you wouldn't say that. I was hoping to, I was trying to get a breakfast burrito out of you, but that I, wouldn't work in that scenario. I think that's what's going to happen, and the meltdown will be tremendous on the message boards and Twitter by the OU fan base, and eventually. Yeah. It'll come back around because I do think that at the end of the day, relationships are going to win out, and he has better relationships with the people in Oklahoma. One of his teammates is uh, Caden Green, is an offensive lineman that will be a freshman this year. He's got another teammate, Isaiah Mosey, that's a year younger than him, receiver that almost everybody thinks is going to Oklahoma. Uh, P.J. Adebaware that's already there at OU. They're good buddies, kind of have the same background. I just think eventually those and and if Missouri isn't any good would certainly help the cost for for Oklahoma at the end of this too. I just don't believe. I just I just don't believe unless I mean there's another you know Ryan Wingo is a receiver that's in the top 20 nationally kind of from not in the same school but in the, in Missouri. You know, is that is there that draw of hey let's stay home and turn this around maybe that does and maybe that's what mom's thinking too if wanting close to home but we'll talk about it all tomorrow enjoyed it we'll have another day tomorrow on skinny on sports you've been listening to the skinny on sports podcast with aaron cow 
Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered.